Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Depot and Luby, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. And it's always a pleasure for us to introduce this gentleman to uh, any audience on any platform we have, because he essentially introduced us to the Believe Networks. uh, And he was on to this a long time before we woke up and realized that maybe terrestrial radio wasn't uh, any longer the way to go. Well, we welcome to the program a multi-talented individual, not only in the broadcasting field, but of course was a first-round draft pick of the then Florida Marlins and quarterback at Louisiana State University and kind of is Mr. LSU. We welcome to the program Josh Booty. Josh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing awesome, man. It's always fun to join you guys. How are are things going? They're going well because our time is coming here because if anybody was going to excel in week zero of anything, it would be us. And I would imagine from the time uh, kids play Pop Warner football, they think about, wow, I I can't wait to be on the big stage there in week zero. But we do have uh, what is called week zero on the horizon. And and that has to be a a great moment for you because uh, I know your adrenaline accelerates quite a bit once we get to the college football season. It does, man. I'm I'm always excited for football to roll around. And last week, I caught a little high school football action back in Louisiana, and I landed late last night and uh, back into Miami and just excited about the week, man. We got we got action on Saturday. Of course, I'm really good buddies with Scott Frost, and I'm really interested to see how Nebraska is going to do this year. I know they play week zero in a uh, one, of, one of the bigger games, I guess, of the week. And then, uh, you know, there's several others. Florida State, of course, tees it up, and then they go – and play LSU, my alma mater, in two weeks. So it's it's fun to kind of see some of this action start, uh, you know, and the football season get going. I'm super excited for for really week one. Uh, you know, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, Florida. There's just some great matchups. Well, in this week zero, you mentioned Scott Frost, and in uh, conversations we've had about the upcoming college football season, a lot of people think that uh, Scott Frost is very much on the ropes, and uh, this will be a big indicator as to uh, which way his fate goes because the theory is uh, time to deliver there with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. A couple of things strike me. Uh, Number one, Josh, uh, shouldn't a game in Dublin, Ireland always feature Notre Dame? And number two, I just came back from a trip to New Orleans. I I have never seen an emphasis on high school football like the media has uh, in New Orleans and all around Louisiana, uh, eclipsing anything that we see down here in Florida, but which is a hotbed for uh, high school football and uh, Texas and California. I mean, just a, a bizarre obsession where, where uh, even the local television stations dedicate like entire nights to prep football in, uh, in Louisiana. It's amazing. Um, you know, there's nothing like Friday night lights all over the country, but Louisiana is a special place, and South Louisiana especially with, you know, there's some great football in New Orleans and Baton Rouge and 
Uh, the, the best high school team in Louisiana right now is Catholic in Baton Rouge, and they were a top 25 program in the country last year. But they sit right there 10 minutes from the campus at LSU. And, of course, Brian Kelly being the new head coach from Notre Dame. You mentioned Notre Dame coming into South Louisiana and trying to make his mark early. You know, it's, it's the SEC, especially the West, it's been so tough in recent years. And so many of the national championships come out of that. The West. Last year we saw Georgia in the East, but normally it's it's been you know Alabama, LSU, Auburn, now A and M in the top five, and Jimbo Fisher. What a game that's going to be in in Tuscaloosa when A and M has to go down to uh, visit Saban. That's going to be a heck of a, a week. I think that's October seventh. But I've got that that uh, pinpoint on my schedule. But yeah, going back to Nebraska, Scott Frost has got a lot on his plate. I know they they should be three and zero when they play Oklahoma. Uh, the fourth game of their regular season, and, and but the, and, the, and the schedule kind of favors them. I think that they're going to win eight or nine games. I really do. I think that you know teams like Oklahoma, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin are teams that should beat Nebraska, but they should win all the other games if they play right well. And I think they're you know they're he's going to need that to, to be able to stick around. And then uh, you know there's so many other storylines out there in the country, but it's just it's. This time of year is the funnest time of year for me, and I know for you guys as well. It's so so much fun to watch the start of college football and the NFL. I love the NFL. The Dolphins are going to be fun to watch as well. Well, Josh, and we can definitely get into the Dolphins. Um, you talk about FSU, LSU, and uh, I'm a Seminole, so I've definitely honed in on that game. It's interesting because in the SEC for the last few years, it had been Alabama, LSU, Georgia's crept up, but LSU was always in that conversation when the title what, three years ago, um, and already gone through so much transition since then. Now Brian Kelly is there, and look, he's come in, and he's recruited really well, something people didn't think he would be able to do in Louisiana. Um, But expectations are really low. I know they they just, I guess, inserted Jaden Daniels at quarterback officially, Um, but there's youth on the offensive line, but that defensive line is supposed to be one of the best in the country. To me, it's interesting because we're hearing so much about Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, and I I feel like Brian Kelly would not have gone there if the cupboard was bare. And we know Eddie O recruited top six, I think, every single year. But expectations are really low there. What, like, nationally, what are the expectations around Louisiana, around the, the Baton Rouge area for the, the LSU Tigers? You know, every year, you know, in, in Baton Rouge, the fans get super excited and super pumped about the season because we always do have athletes. Now, the last two years have been very difficult for us to swallow, I think, just because of, you know, 500 records in conference play, uh, getting beat thoroughly by some of the teams that we usually can hang around with or, or potentially beat. Um, we beat Alabama with Burrow several years ago when, when we won the national championship on the road. I mean, so it's like we get, we you know, we get spoiled a little bit too. And Burrow and that group spoiled us and we had great talent. I think, I, I don't think the cupboard's empty though. I, we've got three defensive linemen at couple of defensive ends that are potential first-round picks. I think we've got a receiver that's a top-ten pick in Boutte. Um, the quarterback has got some experience. I think they will start Jaden Daniels. But the craziest thing of uh, of the whole first week for us is Florida State has not played very well. Like we all know that. They, they, they've had several losing seasons in a row, uh, four or five, I think. But LSU's only three-point favorites at home. And when I say at home, that's in the Caesar Superdome yeah, in New Orleans. When you look at that line, it's just like, wow, it's, do they think we're that down? Because Florida State has not played good football lately, and LSU's got a ton of athletes. And I'm 
and they got a lot to prove. Brian Kelly's not going to come into that game one and lose that ball game. I just don't see it happening. I see LSU covering three. I, that's like my best pick of the week and it's best pick of the early season, really. And, and not just because I'm an LSU guy or an LSU homer. I just see that line. It just, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. How is LSU a three-point favorite playing in their backyard, literally in New Orleans, 55 miles from, from you know LSU's campus? So I like that matchup for LSU to start things off in the Brian Kelly era. I want to make that the game of my lifetime, I yeah. think, uh, on my uh, selection sheet here. That, that sounds really good. Josh Booty analyzing this from a uh, degenerate aspect, yeah. which is fantastic. And uh, it will be weird <laughs> to see a winning LSU postgame press conference without the need for an interpreter uh, with Eddie O no longer uh, on the sidelines there. So, uh, you know, it could be a whole new era of LSU football. Uh, what do you make of all the uh, different things that have happened financially? And uh, how do you think it's going to? impact the game if at all uh josh booty because uh, you have all, all of this maneuvering going with the big 10 uh, sec obviously is producing revenues uh, that uh, you know will, will approach records uh, you know that uh, nobody yeah. could have ever conceived of uh, you know you're, you're seeing uh, what what looks like the end of uh, anybody that isn't uh, you know uh, among the uh, very elite college football programs having any kind of chance of winning a national championship um, what, what do you think what do you make of the direction overall of college football at this stage well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like the changes early on, and I don't like some of the rules, the transfer portal rule, and some of the NIL stuff as well. I think, I think they're going to have to take a really close look at all that, and I know they are uh, for the future because, you know, but the game is changing, uh, the world is changing. Um, I mean, it's, it's so big. The stage is so big and so bright now for. Uh, these college athletes at the highest level, when you talk about teams like Alabama and Texas and Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan and Notre Dame and SC and A&M and LSU and all, I mean, Florida, the Gators, I mean, you're talking about so much money that these schools bring in. And, and now that you're combining some of these conferences to be mega conferences, I know you, the, the USC and UCLA thing surprised me uh, like crazy when I saw that because the, the pack, you know, the, the, the traditional, uh, you know, emphasis of football on the West Coast is pack, you know, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, and USC and UCLA being kind of in the forefront of that. And for them to make that move, that is a huge statement for all of college football in, in the way that I see it, because there's going to be two mega conferences. The ACC has got great football. I think they got some of the best quarterbacks play in all of college football every year, year in, year out. It's going to be fun to watch Clemson and how they, uh, you know, come come off of last year's season and, and trying to do more offensively. But I think the, the, the Big 12, the SEC, those are the two mega conferences. We're going to see this game. The game is changing, and it's going to be fun to see because now, like Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC, y'all probably talk about it all the time. But, I mean, <laughs> how – how good is that when you talk in terms of, of the, the games every week being monumental national spotlight games? I mean, you're talking about it's almost like every week is a is a bowl game or a bowl matchup when you when you add teams like that into the conference, and then you're going to have that happening in the Big 12 too because that just strengthens their schedule like crazy. So it's going to be it is going to be a different type of deal. I know that, but um, you know. The bright lights will be on even more, and uh, you know some of the smaller schools 
are going to hurt from this, and then the transfer portal hurts those small schools too because if Saban needs a quarterback or a running back like last year, he picked up the Georgia Tech kid that's so darn good that's going to be electrifying for the Crimson Tide this year. I think that's what you're going to see happening is, is if they need somebody, it's like free agency, uh, you know, in college football, and the, and the kids will want to go play for an Alabama. Why wouldn't you want to go play on the big stage against Oklahoma or Georgia, Texas, LSU, A&M, Arkansas, all the, you know, Florida, I mean – so many great programs that are all going to be tying it, tied it up to try to win a national championship. And there's going to be about 30 of them. You know, there's going to be about 30 programs that really have a legit chance. And then everybody else is going to suffer, I think, because of it. One thing we love about having Josh Booty on the program uh, here on After Hours, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, is that uh, Josh knows Nick. Yeah. So he, he just got the biggest salary in the history of college football, which I, I guess he was guaranteed by contract, but uh, it's even more enormous than yeah. that. Uh, an 80 year old guy is uh, getting himself uh, another 10 years at Alabama there. It's uh, like $12 million a year. It's great. And a number one team in the country in all of the preseason polls. Uh, what will Nick complain about first? What will be his uh, biggest beef early in the football season. Will he be talking rat poison uh, that, uh, you know, the media is trying to influence his players into thinking they're better than they are, that uh, money is really uh, meaningless to him, even though he has it, uh, I would imagine, driven somewhat by ego, uh, where he has to be the highest paid guy uh, in the country no matter what. What will be Nick's first complaint this year? And will it be legitimate? I think that it'll be the fact that they didn't win it last year and they got lots to prove. And he, he uses that to his advantage you know, in every team meeting uh, scenario that you can imagine. It's like, we ain't done S-H-I-T, boys. Y'all ain't done shit, you know? And that's what he'll say to me. Like, it, it, that's really the truth, though, is y'all ain't done shit. And let's, so, you know, y'all got to go prove that y'all are the best team in the country. We got great players. We got great coaches. I know I can hear him talking right now. We got all that. We have a great strength and conditioning program. We understand the game. We're We're ready to go but now you got to go prove it every week weekend week out starting week one let's not look to week two it's right what's right in front of us and he paves that way every week <clears throat> and at the end of the year i do think they'll they'll be standing in the national championship game uh you know against an ohio state or or, or i would think an ohio state or someone like that but but um you know i just i like that he re-motivates his guys in different ways every year and coming off a game where they, you know, if they don't lose those two receivers last year, as good as Georgia was, especially on defense, Alabama has a legitimate shot. They had already beat them once. They lost Jameson Williams and Michi, uh the third, and 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 so I think that he 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 ticked off that injury bug got him last year. They could have won another national championship, and now he's got lots to prove. And he he's got a chip on his shoulder. As good as they are, and as good as and you know as well seasoned as as you know, the quarterback is and, and uh, you know, and, and and how much success Saban's had individually as a head coach, he's still got a huge dip on his shoulder because they didn't win it last year. And Alabama is supposed to win it every year in his mind. You know, so it's fun to watch him in all his, uh, in all his glory. <laughs> well, you're talking about Nick with a chip on his shoulder. I just yeah, uh, had to get this in, Louis, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's got to look like Quasimodo. I mean, it's going to be one big fucking yeah, chip. Uh, chip. Uh, uh, fire away, Louis. Uh, Josh well, Booty with us here on the show. Well, I was going to say, um, talking about teams that are rated where they should be in Alabama, a couple teams to me jump off the page in the top 10-ish that 
I know they've recruited well. I know they've been around there, but I don't really trust him. Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman in his first year, I know he did a good job as defensive coordinator. Uh, but that's big shoes to fill. Brian Kelly was as successful in Notre Dame uh, since anyone. I mean, what he did there was consistent year in, year out, and we hadn't seen that for a while from Notre Dame. And you look at A&M, Jimbo was recruited really well. This last year's class was amazing. But again, those will be freshmen. He has not figured out the quarterback yeah. position, and that's something he was supposedly a guru between LSU and Florida State. It has been a major issue for him. It continues to be an issue this year for them. Yet both A&M and Notre Dame to me, or not to me, to the national media and posters are sitting there in the top 10. Where are your thoughts on both those programs uh, heading into this season? Do they have a chance to really earn those rankings? Yeah, I think I think one thing that you're going to see this year is the separation of really the top two or three programs and then everybody else. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ohio State gets Notre Dame at home to start the yep. year. And Ohio 15 and a half point favorites and Ohio State's ranked two preseason Notre Dame's fifth. And so you can see the difference just in, in the spread on the two teams and, and Notre Dame's a good football team. Don't get me wrong. They're probably ranked a little high. I would say it's mid high, but, but they do have a lot of talent. Uh, They always win 10 ball games. You know, their schedule is, is always pretty tough, but this year I think it's, you know, playing Ohio State on the road to start the year. It doesn't get any harder than that. Um, you know, the USC Notre Dame game is going to be better than it has been in recent past because Lincoln Riley and now SC's quarterback, Caleb Williams, is such a great player and they've got talent on offense like crazy. I just think that, you know, A&M, they've got Max Johnson uh, coming over from LSU that started for us last year for the Tigers. So he's an experienced guy, Brad Johnson. Yeah, you know, we all know Brad, you know, Super Bowl champ. And they've also got a kid named Connor Weigman that's is a freshman that's a two-sport guy that's really, really talented. I actually trained the kid. He's awesome. Kid from Houston, Cypress, um, Texas. Um, really, really good. Going to be a phenomenal player one day, uh, I think, even at the NFL level. So A&M is not – the coverage not empty at quarterback. I think there's – I think A&M is better than Notre Dame right now. Okay. Uh, I think if they played Notre Dame, seven-point favorites. I think Ohio State, you know, being 15-and-a-half kind of shows you where where the, the difference is between a two- and a fifth-ranked program. But I, I do think it's Alabama, Ohio State, maybe Georgia. Uh, Clemson gets a little bit of, uh, you know, has a little bit of that a national championship kind of uh, picture in the back of their head. But I think everybody else is kind of on the outside looking in, to be quite honest with you. Josh Booty with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Uh, is Tyler Van Dyke in any way a sleeper candidate to win the Heisman Trophy this year? Is that possible? A hundred percent. You know, I think anybody's got a chance to win, especially uh, they, they've got a lot of uh, marketing hype around them with Cristobal coming in, uh, him having a really good year last year. You're talking about a kid who threw 25 touchdowns, six picks, doesn't turn the ball over, 3,000 yards, it's tough Connecticut kid to, you know, play big and big games or big moments, you know, in terms of their season last year, he had some really nice production games and, you know, on TV. And, and so I, I do think that he's got an outside chance to, to really put himself or vault himself up in that upper echelon. I think right now, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, uh, you know, the, the receiver at Ohio State just un- uh, and Jigba is unbelievable. I think those are probably the top four we all know about. But I do think Tyler Van Dyke is a guy that could emerge if he plays really, really well 
and continues to, you know, throw touchdown passes and not turn the ball over like he did last year. He's trending up in a big way, and he's a big, strong kid. So I think the sky's the limit for him in terms of a potential Heisman uh, candidacy at the end of the year, yes. You were one of the originals on Believe, um, always strong in the media with a presence in a lot of different uh, places and platforms. And uh, last time uh, we spoke, you, you had uh, some kind of innovative, um, you know, betting app going. Uh, so yep. so uh, where do you stand with all of these projects right now, Josh Booty? What are you doing today? Yeah, so Bula is the name of our company, and we're actually doing a huge event week one in Atlanta around the Oregon-Georgia game. Week two, we're going to be in Austin for – Bama, Texas, and we're throwing these launch events. So uh, doing some college football marketing, university marketing campaigns around the campuses and iconic bars. But BulaChallenge.com is the is our website. The app goes live September 2nd for the first time really ever to the public. So we're super excited. We waited till football season to launch it uh, and just couldn't be more pumped. So BulaChallenge.com, and then you can find it in the app store on September 2nd and download the app, but it's peer-to-peer action. It's a call-to-action app, and we, we couldn't be more excited about it. Dare, challenge, wager your friends in a friendly way, uh, talk trash, and it's next-level social. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. Well, and I would also be able to document whatever bet I made in an expensive restaurant with Luby yeah. uh, about uh, I'm going to take your LSU uh, Tigers uh, over Florida State, which uh, he cringed uh, when you mentioned that uh, three points seemed like a very light spread uh, Hoping that game will be competitive. But I, I'm going to go with you, and then it'll be documented that Luby owes me a dinner somewhere. <laughs> so uh, that'll be fantastic. So we're, we're, we're going to log on. We're going to be among your first customers there on the uh, you know beginning of September. Thank you so much, man. We're excited about it. Yeah, I love the LSU line, not just because I'm an LSU kid. I think if I was – anybody on the outside looking at it, it's like it's a little light in the pants, three. So I like I like that. <laughs> All right, Josh, good to have you back in town, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. Hope to talk to you many times throughout the football season on all of our platforms as well, and uh, thanks so much for being with us here today uh, on Believe. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. I love joining y'all. All right, Josh. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks a lot. A uh, treasure chest of uh, college football yeah, knowledge, great. huh, Louie? Yeah, I mean, stuff, he's man. not one of those guys that uh, you figure has to go look something up real quick on Google. When you ask him about uh, a given team, I really knows his stuff. So, so that was great. Uh, Josh Booty, our special guest today on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I, I know that Josh, uh, when he was playing for the Marlins and uh, they won that World Series in 97, probably subscribed to the same theory that we do. Uh, so we sign off on these shows, which is no matter what you're doing, no matter what endeavor you're involved in, people, you have to go after it in a positive frame of mind. And you just got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food. Amazing atmosphere. Good for a family. Good for a date or just a night out for yourself. And prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks, hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.